You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Good morning. Hello. Well, it could be any time. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to be with you, listeners. That's weird. Breaking the fourth wall right Ooh, now. Oh yeah. Thanks for listening. You and your. We're only starting. It's only just begun. Car mm. or in your kitchen. Yeah. Or sitting in your living room. I listen in the shower. Putting. I have a speaker. I have Bluetooth. Yeah. Always putting, listen to podcasts. Putting the podcast on your Alexa device. <gasps> oh, did I that. just did I just break it by Ooh. saying Alexa? Hey Google. <laughs> Play this podcast. <laughs> I doubt that works. We are breaking everyone's homes. Uh, Probably not. I don't know. I'm definitely a in the car or with earphones, mostly. Yeah, I definitely do in the car at all times. And I often, if I sit down for like a gaming session, because I'm in my 20s, uh, <laughs> I will like leave the TV muted or like my headphones off and I'll just listen to a podcast and like silently play. Oh, yeah. I don't, wow. It's weird. Why did I say that? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Just a little peek inside the life of Ethan. It's very strange, apparently. That's a new podcast. A peek inside the life of Ethan. I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> People outside his house. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to drink my coffee in peace. Well, that's fun. You know what else is fun? Tell me what else is fun. Lots of things are fun. Yeah. I was realizing as I said it, I'm like, the word fun, I don't feel like it's an appropriate word to use to describe (laughs) contemplating high and holy things such as, you know. It's fun of a fashion. Fun of a fashion. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. Fun of a fashion. (laughs) Then you have to, of course, probably delineate the fashion because. Yeah. Well, I think think you'll get it. People do. They're like, oh, yeah, you're one of those. Those guys. Uh, yeah. Well, moving on from my strange use of the English language, <laughs> we are now ready to contemplate the next to last petition of the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. We are winding down. We are almost to the end. If you're Catholic, this is the end. <laughs> See how I set us up for the I remember that little anecdote. Thing? Yeah, too, the little yeah. anecdote there. Yeah, I when know. I was at the Mass and yeah. saying and incorrectly, like, <laughs> there's a Protestant among us. Uh, Isn't there a game called Among Us? There is, is there a thing? I've never played it. I'm just same. meme culture. I'm yeah, that's exactly vaguely right. familiar with it. So anyway, the next to last petition of the Lord's Prayer, if you're a Protestant, <laughs> historically speaking, is, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm. Well, it's almost actually a little peculiar if you think about it too long oh yes Hmm. yes it is (laughs) because you know if you just are saying it again you might not exactly think about it but then you stop and you pause long enough on that petition like did i just say that what did i just say what did i just ask god to do what is happening here like was that even on the table was he gonna (laughs) was he gonna take me there and am i only requesting because there are a few times in scripture we're like please don't and god's like all right (laughs) Which is amazing. That <laughs> still blows me away. I'm like, is that this moment right now? Yeah. Like, it was on the docket to lead me there. Don't, until. Until this. Yeah. No, so it's interesting you bring all of that up because personally speaking, in my capacity at the church, I've had more conversations around this particular petition to the prayer than any other petition in the prayer, that is, right. specifically. Most of the time, I got people who feel this sense of dissonance between this petition and, like, for example, the words of James 1.13, which says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. <laughs> for God cannot be tempted with evil. Note the pretty emphatic use there. God cannot yeah. be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. So, on the one hand... 
you listen to the prayer, it sounds like Jesus is saying that God does the tempting, maybe, and we ought to ask him to spare us, yeah, like question why? mark. Yeah. But on the other hand, James, the brother of our Lord, mm. <laughs> seems pretty adamant in saying that God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So then the question becomes, naturally, what are we to make of this strange conflation? Yeah, like, strange what, thing. Why, why, why am I even saying it? Yeah. Um, I can also hear people saying specifically about that thing, like, no, 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 it's a test. <laughs> we're tested. <laughs> and at that point, in this context, I feel like we're just splitting hairs because the message is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting that um, you'll have, I think, just a handful of commentators who tried to go that route with it. And yeah. it was kind of like, yeah, like the way the word is actually used doesn't really... I feel like it's unnecessary like gymnastics here. Yeah. There's a reason that every major English translation has mostly stuck with the word temptation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most of these guys, you know, these dozens and dozens and dozens of scholars who are experts, not only like in the original languages, but they're like, oh yes, I happen to be an expert on the subjunctive mood of, <laughs> you know, this verb or whatever. They, they generally can be trusted to know what they're doing. Yeah, more than me. Yeah, that's like, that's what I'm thinking, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm really like, how dare they translate that word that way? And I'm like, me, 27, with, you know, what, like a few years of Greek. <laughs> like, you know. So all that to say then, you know, we do have to figure out what's going on here. Sure. So first of all, let's just make a brief note about what the sentence actually does say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, maybe that's a good place to start, you know. It says lead us not into temptation. Mm. It does not say tempt us not. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like that may sound like, oh, what what do you, you know, that doesn't sound maybe perhaps too different, but there, there really is a difference there in the grammar of the sentence. And in fact, we really need to take the whole petition together in order to properly understand the seeming strangeness of the first half of the petition. Because that's where people get hung up. It's the lead us not to temptation. I don't exactly. think anyone's really like, but deliver us from evil. As <laughs> if like, yeah, like, why are we asking God to do that? So the whole petition, again, is lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So if you wanted to state it positively, what you're asking God is basically, do not abandon us to temptation and evil. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Or to say it as Augustine did, that we may not be led into temptation, deliver us from evil. Mm. So logically and grammatically, the temptation is linked to the evil, not to God. I also feel like that um, that small change to like leave us not to temptation would, would be a, a clarifying shift. It, it's yeah. just in the way that you like couch that. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the words imply something very different I feel like or then 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 the first thing that comes to mind which is why everyone's confused yeah I don't think necessarily Bible translators around the world are terribly keen on the adjustments of a 27 year old <laughs> And I find this very helpful. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it just brings to mind another concept is not the right word, but like, unless we really pause and think about it, we assign meaning to words that like the word may not actually mean. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, philosophically and linguistically, that's, that's the difference between speaking equivocally versus univocally. Oh yeah, of course. So, <laughs> it's I like, know those words. Well, like, okay, so like, for example, if I say Ethan is tall, or if I say a mountain is tall, or mm. if I say that box is tall, we all know what the word tall means. I in am each as of those tall cases, right? as a mountain and a box. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I like Ethan this. Ethan is a mountain and a box. <laughs> Uh, but no, like in each of those cases, the word tall, mm. like you don't have to be like, what does the word tall mean there? It means like... <laughs> That item that I've described has a greater height relative to 
something else, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, if I say, for example, Ethan is healthy. <laughs> I hope so. Or I say, this diet is healthy. Or I say, uh, you know, this doctrine is healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those words are not being used the same no, way. not at all. Like, if I say a doctrine is healthy, I'm not saying, oh, it has, all of its organs are functioning <laughs> properly, you know what I mean? And like, all this stuff. <sighs> The EKG says all signs are good. Yeah, like, now, because we are able to think in those conceptual terms, we can link why you would use that word in that way. Certainly. But it's not saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, univocal language would be, like, tall. Like, you can just use that, apply it to anything, okay. and it means the same thing. Equivocal language would be, like, it's different. Yeah. So, in this case, the word lead us not, you're probably dealing with some equivocation there, is what I'm trying to say, is it's not like yeah, God's okay. like, go into the temptation, I'm going to tempt, you know what I mean? That's what we think, like, leads right. that's somehow involving his agency in the temptation when it's not. But all that aside, I mean, let's also consider this in the context of the, the whole prayer up to this Ooh, point. I love context. Yeah, and that's really, it's that's really the more helpful thing, you know what <laughs> I mean? Forget the weird, you know, linguistic, philosophical discussion. Because in the whole prayer up to this point, we've been acknowledging that apart from the grace of God... His name will not be hallowed in our midst. We will not be forgiven our sins. His kingdom will not come. We will not have our daily bread. We're basically acknowledging our complete dependence upon the grace of God for everything necessary to life and godliness, right? Yeah. So with that flow in mind, I think it also becomes easier to see that what we're saying here is that we cannot escape the power of temptation and evil apart from the grace of God either. Yeah. Just taking in the whole flow there. So in other words, we're asking God, don't lead us into a wilderness where we'll be tempted by Satan apart from the promise that you will be with us hmm. and deliver us because we know that we're weak and sinful people and we're prone to fall and we need your grace to help us. Yeah. Moments. Again, that like that framing helps clarify it so much to me. I think um, that's kind of what I was holding in the back of my mind too, as you were explaining, like, don't lead us to this place. Don't leave us to our own devices and, and temptations, but rather deliver us from them. Yeah. Again, I think it's uh, amazing to think that we have to ask God to even do that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, even yeah. though I know these temptations, like, you know, we each, I think, have certain temptations that pull us more strongly than yeah. others. And you would think like, oh, well, if I know that, I can figure out something to do about that. And the reality is like, well, I actually need God's <laughs> grace yeah. just as much, in fact, if not more, yeah. to deal with that. Because the problem for us is that temptation and evil come to us and from us. Let's not, let's not forget that. The Bible is pretty clear about the heart being a source of this too. And that temptation and evil comes to us and from us in myriad ways. I mean, just off the top of my head, we are tempted by the enemy. We are tempted by our own lusts and desires. We are tempted by by the snares of the evil world. I mean, there's all kinds of factors figuring in here to pull us away from God and into evil. And temptation and evil are both internal to us, it's external to us. And I think, I mean, here we are asking to be preserved from both kinds. Yeah. And in fact, the good news that comes alongside this petition is that God does promise in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that there is no temptation among us that is not common to man mm -hmm. and that God is faithful and will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear because a way of escape will also be provided. Important little qualifier. At the yes, end. yes, very important. The problem at the end of the day is, you know, there are many times we don't take that way of escape, yeah. right? You know what I mean? And I mean, that can look so different too. I of think course, we just think yeah. that's some going to generic, like there's going to be like a light <laughs> 
emanating from yeah. the heavens upon we this s- like. We assume it's obvious and that we can instantly and effortlessly turn away from this thing. It's obviously our crutch. Right. So. Exactly. I mean, you see all kinds of different ways this even played out in scripture. I think one of the more famous examples is you got like Joseph in Potiphar's house. Yeah. And Potiphar's wife is like, hey, come on, you know? And uh, he just like Flees. ends up just flat out running away. Yeah. Like, run so fast he ran out of his coat. Yeah. And then, of course, you know that. Oh, that came back to hashtag evidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were security cameras in the first clearly you know wire up some cctv <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and i think you just drew out a great point as i think we think all of this will be like oh you pray a petition like this and then suddenly like it's an effortless thing yeah. like you're just kind of like propelled magically <laughs> like out of temptation and that is like yeah that's not how this works again the way of escape is always provided but that doesn't mean that it's like oh yeah it'll be this real easy thing to do and i'll just kind of walk away from it right um it, it really is a well there, there's a reason that the apostles talk about this struggle and this i mean paul in romans 7 talks about this like war happening within him like it's a he describes it as a war which yeah. i don't know if any of you have ever been involved in a war before but like it is not an easy affair i mean if it was why? easy why would we even bother to pray about it exactly exactly so, look at that mm. just pff, i'm done talking i don't what it was so i need to say <laughs> you know but to finish that thought the exact point of that is that yeah like in the prayer we need it because it's difficult it is a war right and god has promised he will give us the grace that we need. It's just we need to, you know, appropriate it for lack of a better term and realize that, yeah, okay, this won't be easy, but with God's help, it can be done. Right. Which leads us to, I think, this final note we need to make on this is that we really do need to keep in mind that in an ultimate sense, we will not experience full and final deliverance from temptation and evil until the third petition of the prayer is realized, mm. which is that God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. I think kind of going hand in hand and with, with what we've been talking about here is that I think some people expect to pray a prayer like this and all temptation is just gone. <laughs> Let me tell you right? what. Yeah, no. I can remember being young, mm. you know, I mean, in my like, not even early teens, like in that, like, you know, like 10 to 12, yeah. you know age range and thinking, you know, like, well, if I just figure this out enough or pray it enough or whatever, the temptations will go away. Mm. And boy, if you think that long enough, you will just set yourself up for burnout and failure because that's just not what happens. Which is not to say, again, like your desires change, you know, that's like over the course of your walk with the Lord, you know, the things that you want should change. Like you should, you know, there should be this like greater desire to escape sin and avoid evil and to be delivered from temptation, right? But understanding that you're not going to experience that fully Mm. until all things are on earth as they are in heaven. So, I mean, (laughs) Jesus himself said, he said, temptations are certain to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. So, I mean, even he is at this point acknowledging, like, as long as you all are here, temptations are certain to come. Yeah. And he dealt with them, right? Like his whole life. Certainly. I mean, I think the case can very easily be made, like even up until the moment he died on the cross. I mean, he what was it he said in the garden? I could call down 12 legions of angels, you know, and you would all get uh, R-E-K-T, wrecked, right? I'm pretty sure that's right there in the original, original Greek. So... All that is to say is don't expect this prayer to mean that you'll never feel the pull of temptation or the effects of evil ever again either. Um, You know, because the other part of the petition is deliver us from evil. And again, I think that we think that means, oh yeah, like there will be no, no effects of evil in my life. You know, I'll be spared from all that. No, but do expect it to mean that you'll never be abandoned 
to the pull of temptation and effects of evil by yourself, that you won't yeah. be left alone in the midst of that. I was thinking about something, and I don't know if it's helpful. Yeah. So we can always cut it. <laughs> um, but when you were kind of like describing the feeling of that childhood prayer, yeah. I think it can kind of be easy to, to fall into that idea that if you pray it enough, it becomes like armor. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the temptations uh, will just be simply deflected. Yeah, bounce right off of you. But it's not this aerial assault. It's mm. it's it's called it's a temptation. Like yeah. you're you are choosing it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily happening to you. It's there for your taking. Doesn't matter how much quote unquote armor you're wearing if you just freaking choose it. <laughs> so I think that like that puts I think so much. Um, how do I say this? I love when I don't prepare thoughts. <laughs> um, but essentially, just how important these two segments of the petition are. Yeah. Because you can hype yourself up. You can pray as a mantra, but apart from God, you're always going to choose that. Right. Yeah. And I think that is a very excellent point to bring all of this home is that the point of the petition is not, look at me, I'm putting my armor on, so to speak. It's that you are putting yourself in the hands of God saying, I know I cannot resist the pull of this. Like I cannot in my own strength. I can't do it. I have a whole track record proving (laughs) it and Satan loves to hold it over my head, right? So, I mean, this really is a handing yourself over to God and asking him to do these things and help you in the midst of them. And I think that is the key. So you have to understand that it is, it's a prayer. Yeah. It's not a mantra. It's not like you're, what was that, you know, that stupid joke everyone goes back to with uh, Seinfeld, a serenity now, right? Like it's not, <laughs> like if you're using it like, uh, was that Kramer? It was, uh, uh, it was George. George. Yeah. yeah. If you're using it like George used serenity now, like obviously like that's not, you know, it's not going to do the trick. <laughs> um, so yeah, great point there. That's that petition right there. The us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm. So if you are descended from the Catholic tradition, you're you're all finished. You can just <laughs> skip the next episode. Just, just kidding. So we will close this little series out on the final petition, but that wraps this one up for now. So thank you as always for listening. And if you have any questions on this or any other topic, you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. You can interact with us on social media. And if you found this episode helpful to you, if you feel like it buoyed your prayer life and yeah helps you see temptations in your life question mark maybe i don't know you want to leave us an honest pray about them in a specific way yeah that's you know that's what we're that's what we're trying to try to if it's transformed <laughs> it transformed your understanding of this very particular phrase <laughs> <laughs> then you can leave us an honest five-star review yeah and share it with your friends oh you do uh thank you as always for listening wherever you happen to be today mm. and we'll catch you next time mm.